Welcome to episode one of Metal Chat with Melissa. This episode, I have a very special guest, a good friend of mine from Long Island. His name is Ralph. Hello, Ralph. Hey, how you doing, Melissa? I'm doing great. He was kind enough to come on to be my first guest, and we're going to talk about some metal. We're going to talk about some Judas Priest. And I decided to talk about Judas Priest because I am trying to find some time to read Rob Halper's book. You have the book. You've read it. I'm actually, I'm in the process of reading it right now. I think I'm up to about 1989. All right. So yeah. far, so good? I'm really good. Yeah. You know, definitely yeah. uh, interesting. You know, like um, just going into a lot of how, uh, you know, you, 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 you know, you read, you know, Motley Crue's books about all the debauchery and all that crazy stuff and all these other books that right. I read about, you know, the sex, drugs and rock and roll. And he was a man who was just lonely because, yeah. you know, in the 80s and, you know, when he was starting out, he couldn't express himself in, in the way that he needed to express right, himself so right. it was very depressing and, and it was actually very it's very interesting you know it's hard to hear stories you know the metal god and all that stuff like that but really you know from a human standpoint it, he he really had it tough man you know like he was you know just a lonely guy here he is on top of the world yeah selling out the garden and he's by himself at the at the end of the show yeah it's really sad because i'm yeah you know i've read some reviews and things like that. And like, I've started reading the book and everything. And I know, you know, a little bit of the background and everything. And it is really sad how he just, it, it, it's like he didn't, he couldn't um, enjoy the spoils of, you know, his stardom or whatever. Yeah. It's definitely sad. tough. You know, you think about, you know, and again, you read, you know, you know, most of us metal fans read the dirt and, you know, I mean, the Scott Ian books and the Corey right. Taylor books. You know, I read, you know, read them all. Tony Iommi, the Ozzy books, you know, the Dave Ellison yeah. books, you know, everything I could, you know, get my hands on. And then, you know, there was never a story about like a guy who, you know, homosexual who just could not, you know, here he is a young man as well. Right, and, right. And yeah, it is right. very difficult. Freddie Mercury was always out there. He didn't care. He yeah. was always out there, you know, and. And there was always stories about him with male groupies and all that kind of stuff, you know. But yeah, it's sad. It's very sad. I'm glad that he can um, he can be himself now, and that the metal community is just you know is not stupid about it. You know, it's just like he's still the metal god, you know. And they were great from the beginning, man. Yeah. I, and like I remember when you know he came out, you know, with, with um with fight, and then you know then they joined the maiden. You know, when when he got back together, uh, I mean, when Maiden got back together in '99. Uh, and then they played, you know, the Brave New World. They had Halford and Queen and Queensryche on. And I mean, he came, he went over like amazing. He was so good, you know, yeah. and people, there was not one bad thing said about him. And he no. just kept going, which which no. I think was great, man, because, that's you know, crazy. it's all about the man's talent and he, he kicked its ass. You that's know? So right. I'm that's happy right. For him. I, I agree. Have you, speaking of Judas Priest, have you ever seen um, Heavy Metal Parking Lot? Yes, I did see that. Yeah, which is excellent because it's uh, that's our era. Yeah, hundred percent. Yep, that was yeah, me and my so. buddies, but just a different state. Yeah, very. Yeah, exactly. And actually, at at fifty three, almost fifty three years old, it's still it's still me and my buddies <laughs> at, at concerts. You know, so it, it's interesting. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, no, that was that was a that was just a fun video, and and and, and it's like a um, it's a slice of life. I really wish that they would do a like, where are they now, and see where all those people are. You know what? They they just did something recently. I read and I saw the pictures of of the the two uh, the two kids at the um on the back cover of Kiss Alive, where oh. they were. You know, the two kids holding a sign. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. That was a cool thing, cool read, and um, you know, that was good seeing those guys again. You know, that's awesome. I think that's really cool. I think that's really cool. 
So, so I tasked you with coming up with um, top five songs. So before we get into that, why don't you tell everybody how you got into metal in the first place? You've already like let the cat out of the bag of how old you are. So you're just a couple, okay. a couple of years younger than me. Well, you know, I always love music, you know, um, from, from, uh, I guess seven, eight years old. I love the Beatles. You know, I, I, I had the original meet the Beatles album. You know, I used to go to my cousin's house. They used to let me, you know, they weren't really, you know, um, connected to the music as much as I was. So they would just let me, Oh yeah, take a, you know, help take, take a magical mystery to a home, take, you know, the who oh. meaty, booty, big amounts, you know, I used to take their albums all the time, you know? And then, um, I was always a big Beatle guy. And then uh, I, you know, I still love the, you know, always gonna love the Beatles and everything. But then I, I got to tell you, you know, I, I got into Blue Oyster Cult. Was probably like I guess my first hard rock band that I loved. My brother's, you know, my older brother. He's four years older than me. He, his favorite band was Blue Oyster Cult, so obviously it became my favorite band. And mm -hmm. then from from there, we just, you know, got into, you know, just got into harder stuff, and you know, and and then it just got me, you know, and then. Then in you know 1981, I happened to be in a in a mall at a record world store, which they don't have anymore. And there I saw the first Iron Maiden album, and I said, "This looks cool. They look cool on the back." And that was it. And my life's been Iron Maiden and heavy metal ever since. You know, yep. races, I, I, yeah. it's weird. I, I I you know when I think of that time going through you know you know used to go through all the albums and see everything, and and I, I'll never forget the way that the way the store smelled. I, it's just so awesome thinking about. You know, I just remember exactly where I was with, you know, who I was with, you know, and all these years yeah, later. Yeah, I, I, I love record stores anyway to this day. I mean, they're few yeah. and far between now, but um, we've got a few here and, you know, but, um, you know, I just, I love that. It, and I can spend some serious time just going through albums and reading back of them and checking out the covers and, you know, it's, and there used to be a really great record store here called disc diggers and the guys were super knowledgeable and I would just go in there and I'd be in there for like hours talking to these guys about music and just oh let's put this on oh you know what did you ever hear this or you know let's put this on you know they were just they were yeah. great I just same, money in that store too 100 same exact experience there was a store in Massapequa Park New York which is um it was about probably about 30 minutes from where I lived at the time called um Agents of Fortune it used to be called the Wax Museum and then he changed it to Agents of Fortune the guy who owned it's very, very well known at the time, big time. He's he since passed, but um, his name was Neil. And this guy, for some reason, we hit it off. And I was just a little like punky kid, you know, and he used to call me on the phone. Hey, listen, I got this uh, Iron Maiden, you know, 1986. I got this Iron Maiden somewhere in Time Watch. You want me to keep it? Okay, I'll, I'll be there in, you know, half wow. hour I drive and get the watch, you know, then, then he, and he used to just get, you know, and that's how I got my first soundhouse dates actually through this, this guy. And he was just such a great, I used to just hang out in the store. And then as I'm hanging out in the store, you know, like, like Virgin Steel would walk in, you know, and, um, you know, this, these, these great like bands that were on the, on the New York oh, circuit would right. just walk in and hang out, you know, yeah. Madame X, I remember at the time, you know, the, oh, big, yeah. the big hair and craziness, you know, and I'm like, holy crap, you know, Ingve Malmsteen walked in one time. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. it, yeah it, was, it wasn't the, you know, it's kind of, it wasn't the most friendly guy at the time, well, but um, he, he's not really known for being warm. Yeah. But you know what? I did buy Rising Force, the album, and he signed it for me that night with, you know, oh, which I still have. So. That's nice. Yeah. So oh, he, he did do that. Yeah, I mean, and there used to be, you know, there used to be like uh, in stores where you'd go, you know, and you the band would play like two or three songs or whatever. Mm -hmm. and it doesn't really happen that much anymore, you know, which is too bad. 
if we have a store now, Looney Tunes, which is in Babylon, New York, which again is, you know, kind of far from where I live now, you know, 35, 40 minutes, but they still have that, you know, I, um, Queens, right. Did it. Um, Jeff Tate just recently did it. I saw Lacuna Coil, Hate Breed, oh, Life of Agony, you know, um, Twisted Sister. They didn't do yeah. a song, but they did questions and answers. So we, yeah. I've been very, very fortunate. That's you know, nice. Yeah, New Great Comics here does does some things. They do all, like some local bands and stuff, do mm -hmm. some stores and things like that. But, um, yeah, unfortunately, not not as not as much as it used to be. Yeah. You know. So when was the first time you saw Judas Priest? Um, let's see. The first time I ever saw Judas. Priest is, is, is monumental. And it was because it was the first time I've ever been to Madison Square Garden. Oh, okay. And. You know, so I saw Iron Maiden in, in, uh, for the first time, they have my favorite band, in June, actually June 30th, 1982, at the North Stage Theater. They did the 29th, they did the Palladium. And then June 30th, they headlined uh, the North Stage Theater with the Rods. So I went there, you know, I had got dropped off by my mom, got picked yep. up by someone else's mom. You know, I was in, uh, I think we were in ninth grade at the time. Yeah, yeah. And then they, that was in June of 82. And I, I was in eighth grade. And then in ninth grade, in October, I believe, you know, I come to think of it, October 9th or 10th, I'm thinking it's the 9th of 1982, they played the garden with Judas Priest. So I basically went, you know, I love Priest, you know, I love, you know, I liked Priest, but I loved Maiden. So I, um, Me too. you went to see Maiden and then, Pri and then that night Priest was just ridiculous. They were so good that, you know, um, Screaming for Vengeance tour was just, right. that was just metal, you know, because yeah. there wasn't any metallians that was it, no, you know it, it was, was just it was you know, speakers up. up this way speakers this way and yeah. him on top you know i yeah so. i saw that tour as well and it was i saw it in florida i had moved to florida by then and um i saw um i maiden with judas priest here in massachusetts um and you know everybody was going to see uh priest you know because maiden wasn't really known you know it was the um, second album you know it was a killer's album and so nobody really knew where they, I knew who they were. And so I went and saw them and that was it. I was hooked for life. And yeah. <laughs> I am also, as you know, everybody knows, everybody that knows me knows how much I love Iron Maiden. Yeah. I also love Judas Priest and I love metal. Yep, me too. I yep. love like, a lot of, a lot of stuff, you know, and, and there's a, you know, I've been on a couple of other podcasts, um, another podcast talking about Iron Maiden. And um, so I, so my podcast is kind of like, um, like I said, it's going to be sort of maiden centric. There'll always be, we'll always be talking about maiden in some way, shape or form, but we want, I want to talk about some other stuff as well. Yeah. So, um, so the interesting thing is you, so you and I, we should probably tell people how we met. So we met, uh, pre Iron Maiden show. Um, Absolutely. I live in Massachusetts. You live in New York. I went down to New York to see, uh, uh maiden in Brooklyn and with my friend Tasha and we went to this bar was it called McGillicuddy's you know what to be honest with you I have no I don't I remember the name of it it's mix, yeah. mix something or whatever it was like it was definitely Irish. a mix something it was definitely an Irish Irish yeah. name and we went out got, and it was packed and we went and Maiden was playing uh music was playing on on the loudspeaker and it was great and then uh we got some beers and we went out back 
and we met you and all your friends and everything and we just hit it off and it was yeah so that, much that fun. was great you know like yeah. it's like anytime like like when maiden's playing you know it's always going to be an event with my friends and i you know and i'm always like the pied piper you know like because they know that i love them you know they really like them but i love them and you know i got them tattooed all over my body my whole room is you know iron maiden and all that stuff so i i it's like my happiest day in my life it's like it's like Christmas on steroids for me, you know? Me too, and, uh, yeah. So I remember walking around back, and it was an outdoor. We went to the outdoor section. Yeah. And, you was, and um, I was just, you know, I was just talking to everybody, you know? I didn't care, you know? They, not just my friends. I was like, hey, what's going on? How you doing? And we were talking, and then I came up and spoke to you guys, and, you know, I think you guys were like, holy crap, you know? Like, look at the, all these guys having a great time. And, yeah, it was awesome. And you guys were so awesome, you know? I was, no, like, so happy so to fun. meet you guys. It's just really, yeah, it was just, it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun to, to meet uh, like, like-minded people. Cause a lot of people, yeah. I don't really have, I mean, I have a few core group of people up here, but not like a lot of people anymore. A lot of people, they grew out of it, which means they weren't metal to start with. Yeah, yeah. I don't never grow out of it, but, <laughs> um, you know, or, or, or they just, you know, they've moved away or whatever. Some have yeah. passed away, just different, different story. Different you know, and, and life takes over as well. Right. You know, you get kids and just, you know, you go in right. different directions, which happens, right. you know? Absolutely. 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 And then in, in talking, you and I found out that we were at the same Judas Priest show, the last okay. show, the one that was at Veterans Memorial in Long Island. Oh, okay. Yep. And, uh, we didn't know each other, but we were in the same room. And then freezing our asses off. That was, it was like yeah. ridiculously cold yeah. that, that day. Yeah, March 17th, it was uh, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. And I had tickets the, um, for this past September with Sabaton, which I was Me all too. pumped up. And unfortunately that sucked, you know. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Bummer. Bummer. Um, yeah, it's so sad. And then we, of course, we're going to, we were supposed to spend some quality time together in, uh, in the UK in June because we were going to go. We're both going to uh, to download. Yeah. yeah. And that would have been great because that show, I was going, you know, and I was meeting them, got people that I've met at Maiden shows as well, that I just yep. became a great kinship yeah. and friendship, yeah. so similar to you and Tasha. Yeah. So, I mean, that was going to be just a great, like, like just like old friends, you know, even though exactly. we met each other. You know, we exactly. met each other that Friday and Saturday. And you met my son on the second day. That's so, right. Which was really nice. And he always talks about how nice you guys were, you know. Oh, that's so sweet. That's you know? nice. Yeah, he was great. He was great. I love yeah, the picture of you, um, that picture of you with your kids and you're all wearing your Iron Maid shirts. And you know what's funny about that? And um, that was um, my wife and I's 20th anniversary. And I um, surprised her on the beach. And, you know, my son's like, some my, my sons will never hang out with their mom and dad, you know, but they decided to, they, they met us on the beach. I had a priest come meet us at the beach. And I was like, well, you know, what am I going to do? I said, all right, I'm going to wear a white Iron Maiden shirt. I'm going to have my three boys are going to be my best men. And that was it. That's all we had. And then the priest came up. I asked her to marry me again. It was our 20th anniversary. And that's oh. where those pictures come from. So it's pretty cool. That's you know, awesome. so Iron Maiden was with me on my 20th anniversary. Absolutely. You know? That's Oh, yeah, that's good stuff. Oh, that is that's awesome. That is so that's that's just yeah. beautiful. That's wonderful. And um so when I was doing this exercise, well when I thought about this, I thought, oh, so yeah, I'll just ask Ralph to, you know, pick his five favorite songs. How hard can that be? Dude, <laughs> I've been listening ever since um I talked to you. Um I've been listening to Judas Priest nonstop to like 
I mean, I know Judas Priest, but you know, it's like, okay, well, let me make sure that I'm not missing anything. Cause I thought I knew what my top five were. And then it, it just, it's impossible. It was you know, we could try and everything, but um, I was like, so, oh, but wait a minute. I forgot about this. I forgot about this. I forgot about this. Oh, but that guitar yeah. is so good. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh, but his vocals, oh, the drums. Oh, and then, you know, so it's changed a few times. It's changed. So when you gave me the heads up, said, Ella, I'm probably going to ask you five pre-songs. So now I'm like, all right, let me think. And obviously you can't do it because it changes all the time. And, you know, again, it just changed as we're talking because I was thinking, um, you know, no one ever thinks about like hot rocking off of point of entry, which I loved. I remember like me and my buddy, you know, I have, you know, my buddy Paul, we used to get the wiffle ball bats and I want a gun, just like jam up and down. And, you know, here we are. And like, I love that song entry, too. Yeah. You know, well, it's and even just, like the song, like a lot of people don't really, I, I'll ask you how you feel about the tipper, the, the Tim Ripper Owens era. A lot of people don't really like it, but I love the song Jugulator. Okay. That's I'm a big one-on-one -on -one fan. Okay. So, and, that, you know, because, because, you know, I, I'm a wrestling coach. You right. Know? So, like, I've been coaching wrestling my whole life and everything. So, that's one of the songs I play in the wrestling room. And, oh, okay. And it's battle, man, you know. And, and like, my, my, now I'm, I teach and coach in, in a very predominantly um, Spanish area. Um, and I got so many kids into metal because, you know, it's, you know, I always tell the kids, I'm like, you know, because, you know, the younger, the younger kids will come in and coach, uh, put this on, put this on. No, 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 no. This is a monarchy. It's not a democracy. <laughs> so, um, so, and the older kids will be like, oh, you don't mess with, you know, coach Nat with the music, you know? And, you know, they love metal now. I get these, my wrestlers, they, they go to metal that's, shows with me. That's and awesome. they, it's crazy. It's so crazy. But that's, that's that's one of the songs that we, that we bang heads to. Yeah. It's one on one by, yeah. um, you know, the old, with Rip Owens Priest. Yeah. That's a great song. That's a great song. Yeah. I mean, this, you know, some stuff is, uh, you know, and Degulator was better than Demolition, but, um, but did you see them on that tour? Did I you only saw, them? I saw them once and it was um, at an outdoor, um, at the Brookhaven Amphitheater, which is on Long Island. Which isn't really, it's a really cool place, but no one plays there. It was very bizarre. And it was with um, like Dokken, LA Guns, Skid Row without Sebastian. So it was kind of like, you know, weird bunch of bands. Yeah, I saw them. I saw them on, I saw them at Axis and I saw them at, at which is just a club really. And then, um, which is now the House of Blues. And then I saw them, the demolition, I saw them at the Orpheum. And it, yeah, the same thing, you know, it was kind of, um, there wasn't a lot of people there. It was kind of like the same time when I saw Iron Maiden without, you know, with Blaze, you know, with yeah. smaller clubs and stuff like that. Now, did you think, were you happier with Judas Priest's albums without Rob as opposed to Iron Maiden's without Bruce? No, I was always Maiden. I, I enjoyed, well, I, I love X Factor. You know, I, I thought X Factor, um, very dark, gloomy, very yeah. bottom heavy. Um, so I, I, you know, I'm probably, you know, one of you know, not that many people that actually enjoyed that album. I, I really, I like, I like that album. Enjoyed it. Um, Virtual Eleven came out and, and, uh, you know, I always say this, I, I like, you know, if I ever had get a chance to hang out and have a beer with Steve Harris, where, you know, there's no one watching and listening and we could talk, I'm going to be like, dude. Like, how come you made Angel and the Gambler your first oh, fucking, you know, oh, your first single off an album? Because th that just totally soured me. That That's the worst Iron Maiden's, in my opinion, you know, yeah. like my humble opinion, that is, is the is. worst Iron Maiden song 
it is in the history of Iron Maiden songs. So it to is. that to make that better, and then they so that, and then do you see them do it live? Then they elong, they made it even longer than yeah, um, it's, yeah. It's already and, too long, man. Yeah, and that tour they also did, which you know, which is a good song. But in that same tour, the set list was so terrible. And I saw him with Dio open up. So now Dio comes out, yep. you know, plays about you know fifty five minutes and just kills it every right. all the every hits. hit, all the hits. And then now I got to sit through this Angel and the Gambler. And then they do Afraid to Shoot Strangers, which is a good song, but I not like that song. I but... like it, but not in that set list with. Angel and the Gambler. No. It was so freaking bad. Yeah. So it was just, it was a bad night for me. That was a bad, bad Iron Maiden night for me. But, but I, I, I did see X Factor tour and, and that was a great night. I thought they were great. Yeah. 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 I yeah. With Fear, Fear Factory opening up. And yep. It was so good, man. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Me too. Me too. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I felt sort of bad because I think that um, it was kind of some of the songs were a little bit. Blaze has a great voice, but he doesn't have Bruce's voice. And I think that yeah. he hadn't struggled a little bit with trying to do those songs. And then they had like they did Heaven Can Wait, which is another song again, that I cannot stand. Another, yeah, like, again, in the what same are you thinking, But I don't even like that when Bruce sings it. Yeah. That's a tough one, man. Heaven yeah, can wait is a tough well, one. that's the other I don't really like the song to yeah. start with. And then it's like it's a hard song to sing. So yeah, I just yeah, I don't know what they were thinking with that set list either. It was a terrible set list, and it that's was. what that's what killed me with, with that tour. Yeah, because you know, then you know you look at you know the Klansman is is great, and you know yeah. when Lightning Strikes, great song, you know. Um, but then I, yeah. you know, I don't know. I know. Then it kind of just went south. But I definitely like the Blaze, you know, yeah, and but- and I and I was I saw Blaze twice, at, you know, by on his own. And he would a great night. I, I mean, I, I, once I, and he was he so was good. fantastic. And I met him and he was such yeah. a great guy. Yep, and... me too. Both times he sat and waited for everybody to leave. He took pictures, saw, signed everything. Yeah. I mean, he, he couldn't have been a nicer, you know, yeah. rock star. Right. You know, the, the last time I saw him, it was like there was um, a typhoon. And he played this, this little bar in Smithtown, New York, which is a tiny town. And the bar was like, you know, maybe twice the size of my basement. You know, it, I felt bad. And he still rocked that place. I mean, there was probably 17 people in the place. Oh, really? Oh, wow. God. It, it was horrible. I oh. felt so bad for him. And he comes so, so, such a long way, you know. Yeah. And yeah, I was saw yeah. him in New Hampshire. Uh, Tasha and I went up to New Hampshire, but an hour north. We stayed overnight and we, we, he played this great biker bar. The, the place was fantastic. And there was like four local bands that opened for him that were great. Okay. It was a really, it was a really great night. And there was quite a few people there actually. It, it was crazy. Cause I I'm right now. The stage was like, maybe now I'm, I'm a little guy, you know, I'm like only five, two. So the stage was maybe up to my waist. So I'm right there, right in the yeah. front because I didn't have to get through many people to get no, there. No. So, and he was rocking so hard and his band was so good that I, I, I would look behind me. I'm like, wow. Like he'd like, let's go. And I'd look back and there'd be like no one there. Oh like, yeah. And, and you know what to his, testament to how great you know how great he was he didn't like he played to the you know he didn't look at the empty right. seats man he, he, he played to the guys he that playing for he the was people so that were there because good. he truly appreciated the fact that yep. you were there you know yeah um, and i'll tell that it wasn't even a, it wasn't listened. even really a stage i mean he was just kind of like there was a, yeah, it was a platform elevated or anything we were like we were right up there right right there yeah just rocking out yeah he was great and um, um absolva is his backup band and they're a dynamite band themselves yeah so yeah, they were great. Yeah, I, I was really happy to see Blake, and then just to talk to him, take pictures. I mean, yeah, that was really yeah. cool. Yeah, just nice. Just you can tell, just a really 
nice man. And if you ever listen to interviews, you know, he's just a genuinely nice person. And, you know, and, yep. and it's, it's funny because he got his dream job and his nightmare job. It was, the yeah. same, you know what I mean, in one. He was put in a situation that no one could have been in. Right. And he tried. He did. A, I mean, he did what he did. Right. And at the time, and he, like, as you, as you learn more about it, you know, Steve Harris was going through a, a crazy divorce right. at the time. Right. So now you got a, a miserable Steve Harris who's, you know, not, the, you know, going, you know, divorced. Right. He's miserable life. professionally. He's miserable yeah. personally. I, I mean, he's, and he, you know, he's producing the X Factor album. I mean, and you got this new guy that wants he all these great ideas. And, you know, he, I mean, but I, I'll always respect him and I'll always enjoy that time in Maiden, you know, just like I would Deanna, you know. Right. Exactly. You know, I, I met Deanna once and he was he was a knucklehead compared to Blaze Bailey. You know, <laughs> I never I mean, met him, but he yeah, you know, he's kind of a knucklehead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's a nice way to say it. You know, uh, have you yeah. ever have you ever met uh, Ripper Owens? No, never met Ripper. Everybody I know that met him has nothing nice to say about him. Nothing nice, really. Wow. Everybody, every single I, and I know quite a few people that have met him, and 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 maybe people that are listening to this will tell us a different story. Where like everybody has said that he was he was a jerk when they met him. Like I I know probably twenty people that have met him that that have have just said that he was he was just wow. a, he was just a jerk he just behaved that's 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 badly things, you know because yeah, I, I, it does i mean i'm sure there's probably um, hopefully some you know you can always email me and let me know if uh, you had a good experience with him but yeah yeah, um, yeah unfortunately he didn't he didn't get a lot of uh, thumbs up um, <laughs> well actually i actually that's not true actually i know somebody who has been to his bar in akron ohio and has met him a couple of times and has said that he's nice. So I stand corrected. There is that one, that one person that I know from Ohio. You know what? Sometimes you just meet people that, you know, are just like, I mean, for instance, and you would appreciate this being from Boston. Now I'm a big baseball guy. I, I, I tried to you know meet all hall of famous. So when I was really heavily into getting stuff signed and, and all this stuff, I'm meeting, I'm ready to meet Carlton Fisk, you know, oh, hero of game six, 1975 world series. Right. Yep. So, I'm second online. I'm waiting. This little kid, oh, can I take a picture with you, Mr. Fisk? Absolutely. The kid spills a soda all over Carlton Fisk. Now, here's like this Hall of Famer, God. hero baseball player, you know, number 72. And now I'm the next guy that has to meet Carlton Fisk after he's freaking soaking wet with soda and, oh. and all this stuff. You know, it's like, so I went up there. I was like, "Hey, Mr. Fisk, how you doing?" You know, it's like, and he was he was very nice to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But he he could have been the biggest dick, and I would have been like, "I get it." Right. You know, his right. underwear's wet. He's miserable. Yeah. And you know, he oh. signed every, he signed everything I had him to sign. Oh, he was I'm very, very nice. That's but nice. like a testament to him. But yeah, like if he if he was a jerk to me, I would have totally understood. You know, like you just happen to be you, you, you're yeah. next in line, you know, I'll, I'll never forget that. I was so psyched to get him to you know sign that picture of, you know, him, you know, waving the home run and oh, everything. Yeah. Yep. And, That's a great and, picture. And, yeah. Great, yeah. great game. Yeah. One of the greatest have you been, have you been to Fenway? No. And that, that's on a bucket list, though. You got to get up here. I got to meet you and Tom. I'll meet you yeah. and Tasha. Yeah, you've got to. Yeah. You've got to. You've got to come to Fenway. They do a great tour of Fenway. Um, mm -hmm. And and, it, and then, you know, obviously you have to stay for a game. You know, I would love to. I've been to Wrigley. Uh, I went to, you know, Pittsburgh. No, see, I haven't been to Wrigley. I wanna, it's on my list. I, I want to go yeah. to Wrigley. Yeah, I definitely want to do Boston. Yeah, that's you know. close enough. It's zip, zip up the street. Not too far. All right. 
Um, all right, so all right, back to Judas Priest. Back to Judas Priest. I knew. <laughs> see, see it, and and see. I told everybody that we were going to get made in centric on this podcast. We've already went <laughs> went down that road. I um, know, I'm Melissa. We haven't seen each other in a, in, since the Iron Maiden bar show. So, like, we got we're catching we're, up. We're catching up as well. Cool. We're catching up. Yeah, well. so I get so, it. Um, all right. So you wanna um, you wanna give me your um, let me see. Let me get my list. The list here. All right. Give me your list. All right. Now, I, I mean, I'm just ringing it off the head. Um, I'm not going to put them in number one. I'm going to go. <laughs> um, I got to go. Always go with Exciter. Because my first I made, I mean, first priest album I bought was Unleashed in the East. Mm-hmm. And I just think Exciter, it was just so, the live Exciter, even though, according to the book that I'm reading right by Halvin, he had to go back in and did all the vocals. Yeah. So it, yeah. it's not sure. live. So I, I didn't know that growing up. But whether it's live or not, it's definitely not live. You know, the band is live, but he wasn't. I think the Excita is probably one of my favorite um, pre-songs because it's my the first one I loved. Yeah, I well, it's on my it's on my list of five. It's okay, on my, that's it's good. on my list. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, a lot of people would gripe about the whole thing about Unleashed not being totally live. I'm like, most everything's not totally live. I mean, you really think Kiss Alive is totally? Oh, Kiss Alive is, is nothing. Right? Yeah. Kiss Alive is terrible too. Yeah. And, which Kiss Alive is my one of my favorite, you know, live albums of all time. But it also wasn't live. So. Right. So I mean, unlike the greatest I, band in the world, Iron Maiden, Live After Death. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Which that just celebrated uh, its anniversary this this week. That yes, that album. Did you see that I, tour? Of course. Yeah. I did too. So but I only seen it twice. I only two. I saw um the first show at Radio City, June seventeenth, nineteen eighty five. And then I saw, I believe it was May. Um, well, in June, in um, the, the Radio City musical shows, they played with Queensryche. Mm-hmm. And I had actually tickets to gate, um, show number one, which was June 17th. And then I had show six, but they canceled six and seven because they got sick. Bruce got sick. Oh. They, they, they sold out seven nights, but they only played five. I didn't know so that. I had, I, yeah, I had tickets for six. I saw I saw it three times because I saw it twice in Florida and then I moved to Hawaii actually and I saw it in Hawaii. Wow, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So um, that might have been when Dave met his wife. Maybe I don't know. I, I he, think he, he, got, he got married now. in Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah, he lives there now. Yeah, yeah. My friend, I had a friend that was stationed um, out there, and I went out there and, and uh, lived with her for a while, and um, and we went to the, we went to that show, and it was awesome. And now, were like, you able to see Twisted Sister open up? No, you know who opened? It was, um, remember that band? I don't even know if you remember this band, Warrior. Oh, geez, yeah. That's who opened for them in Hawaii. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I would have stuck yeah. my tongue in a light socket if I had to see them. Because <laughs> it wasn't bad. I mean, it was you know what? Five, but, whatever. But only three, no disrespect to Warrior, but it, at, um, when they did the New York shows, you know, at the Radio City, it was Queens, right? Yeah. And then when I went on the, on the second leg, I had accept. Nice. So, so yeah, so no, here I am. Yeah, and you definitely, time. definitely lucked out. You definitely yeah. lucked out. So no disrespect to Warrior, no, Warrior fans out there, but yeah, I had Warrior, you know, like who I loved, you know. It was, uh, you know, uh, it was good. It was good. But you know what's interesting about Live After Death is that, and I, I didn't notice this at the shows, but if you listen to the Live After Death album, I think that Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner is too fast. Like it's too fast. Like they. Oh stop. yeah. And they, they played it very fast when they did Someone Back in Time, I think, too. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've always kind of, I mean, they're always like, even Hallowed is usually faster yeah. live, you know. But I just, I don't know, that's the only, my only gripe about Live After Death, which is an amazing album. 
But my only gripe about that is I just wish rhyme was slowed down a little bit. Yeah. All right. So. All right. Back to cider. So I right, so, I, so I also. So we're one for one. I've got exciter on my list too. So good. Give me another one. All right. Another one. I got to go with. Um, uh, what's it? Uh, why am I losing? It's an author painkiller. You're possessing me. Um, in the night. Oh, um, touch of uh, touch of evil. Sorry, I can't believe I, I had a brain cramp. I got. I love touch of evil. I, I love I, that song too. It's not. It, I, that was on one of my lists because I've had so many, but that was on my list too. That that right. song is, and he's you're possessing. I don't want. Yeah, that. that that one scene. Nobody wants and, me to do that. And it's crazy, like, and I saw it, Melissa, you know, you know, I'm a gym teacher and everything. Now I'll have these like sixth grade classes. I'll have like 60 kids in the gym and I, and I play metal in my classes, right? So I'll like pause the song and I'll blow the whistle and I'll say, kids, go, stop, stop, stop. You got to listen to this. And then I'll put it on and then Halpin will be like, y'all possessing me. And then I, I go, what do you think of that? And they like looking at me like this freaking guy is out of his mind. You know, I swear to God, I do that. You know, I but, love that. Yeah. I love it's, so, that. It's, so, it's so brilliant. You know, if I could reach one kid, that's it. Yeah. That's but it. I mean, it's good, but they know I'm nuts, my kids. And they, and I, I have a great relationship with my students, but they know I'm nuts. So it, they, they just like, Oh, here's Mr. Nap again, being a jerk. There you go. But, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So give me another one. All right. Hellion electric eye. Yep. That's uh that's on my you know, list. Too. <laughs> quintess, quintessential, you know, if, if, um, you know, a Martian came down from earth and said, Oh, I want to hear Judas Priest song. You got to give him that one. I think I, I mean, it's just perfect. You know, there's not many. I mean, Hellion into Electric Guy is just perfect. Right, right. You know, I mean, do do you consider Hellion its own song? Um, I've never, I've never, because I don't want to hear it by itself. I want to hear Hellion into Electric Guy. You know, right. You know, when I hear Hellion, I know I, I you, know, you know, it's I know coming. I'm, I know I'm up here in space. You know, yeah. <laughs> and I'm looking yeah. down on you, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God. All right. Give me another one. What uh, another one? Let's see. Um, I had such a long list. I'm gonna go with um rapid fire. Oh because you know, again, you know, you listen to British Steel when you're younger, you know, when it first came out. I got it, you know, probably the week it came out. Yep, me too. And of, of course you're listening to Breaking the Law, Living After Midnight, you might throw in United at the time, you know, Metal Gods. But then as I got into more metal and, and enjoying, you know, I got back into Rapid Fire and I was like, you know, holy crap. Yeah. Rapid Fire is good. So it's good. good because there's like the hits and then there's, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but, but again, tomorrow it could be, it could change, you know, like it, it, that's how great Judas Priest is. I know, I know. United, you know? United is, is a cool song live because then everybody's singing because yeah. it's endemic, you know. I've never seen it live. Oh um, yeah, and um, and actually, they also they did that. Um, they did it with Ripper. Actually, it was a demolition. I think it was a demolition tour, and um, and that was a really good highlight. Okay, because it kind of like brought everybody. You know what? I might have seen a Ripper, and it, it just wasn't memorable. Yeah, you know. Yeah. No, but I, you want to hear? You want to hear a cool United story? Now again, it comes back to me teaching and, and coaching and stuff. Now. 
my guys, two hour practices were beating each other up. They're listening to Lamb of God. They're listening to this. They're listening to all this crazy stuff, metal all the time. I metal, I, I get them out. All right, up and jog. That means end the practice up and jog before I talk to them and they send them in the showers in the bus. And I put United on. I only put it on once a week when I know like when they were like, when um, tempers flare, you know, a lot of times with, with wrestling, the kids will be battling right. and, uh, you know, they might push each other through the, through the door. They might be like, oh, F you, this and that. And they get mad at each other because you're battling and you're, right. and you're banging heads. Adrenaline, put, adrenaline's flowing. I, I put United in and they all, and they all, and they all clap all in unison and oh. they say it's I, i'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. and i've been doing it for 20 years you know I, i've been coaching 28 years so i've been doing it over 20 years of, of and you just got to know when to put united in you can't yeah. do it every day but at least like once a week when when i know they're tired and miserable and they're sucked out and uh they just need and then the whole team it's goosebumps man oh. I, I mean i'm telling you and, and it's great awesome and Melissa, it's it's all spanish kids you know, like all great, hardworking, amazing Spanish kids. And now you see them united and then they're hugging. And then, then I say, all right, break it down. And I leave the room. I, I let them ha have their moment, you know, and they're just jumping up and down, singing the words. I mean, it's awesome. It's so oh, awesome, you know, man, that and that's united right there. And there that's, you go. that's number four, by the way, in the songs, because, only because of it's so personal to me. You know, there's yeah. so many other better pre-songs out there. Don't get right, me wrong, but right. United to me, man. Yeah. And then number five is another song that I just recently, like the last 10, 15 years or whatever, recently, 10, 15 years, that's how old we are. Man, I tell you, I could listen to him sing Beyond the Realms of Death. You know, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it's just, again, another perfect song, you know, vocals. You want, you want. You know, you want to explain to someone how great Rob Halford is and you can't get the words out. You go, oh, wait, wait, wait. And you pop that song in, they're going to understand how great yep. Rob Halford is. Yep. No, that song, that song is excellent. That's on my, it's on my list too. Um, but I also have the Sentinel. Ah, <laughs> yeah. I love that guitar solo. Yeah. I just, that song is one of my absolute favorites. Yeah. That, you know what? That would be right. You know, that would be right there too. I mean, there's no wrong answers. <laughs> no, there isn't. There isn't. And the Ripper is also on my yep. on my uh, the song. The Ripper is uh, is on my list because it's an excellent song. Now, and which version do you like? Do you like the Unleashed in the East version? Because that's the one that that I heard first. Yeah, that I, that's, I mean, that I'm going to prefer. It, that's it's funny that you say that because, um, yeah, I mean, I like them both, but I do. I yeah. think I like that version better, which brings me to Victim of Changes. Okay. Which it's the unleashed, right? It's the unleashed version is the, yeah. the the quintessential version. I mean, they're both good, right? But that that that's that's yeah. that's the first time that I heard that song, right? And that's I think that I don't know, maybe I don't, it's number one on a lot of people's lists. It might be close to number one on close to number one on mine. Um, what else did I put on here? I can't even read my own handwriting. And then uh, I oh, in Desert Plains, I love that song too. Okay. <laughs> Little point of entry. You got to get throw a little point of entry. Yeah, in there. yeah, yeah. You definitely have to. I mean, um, I mean, obviously, Turbo was kind of like, mm. but you know, again, I loathed that album when it came out in Young because I was like this bravado, you know, right. bullshit yeah. macho guy. I I don't like the album, but I really, really, really love. The song Turbo, Turbo Lover, 
and night comes down. I night. I mean, night when night comes is, is a is night a comes down is 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 my favorite song on the album. Actually. Yeah, I'll never like parental guidance as much as people say. I'll never like any of that other shit. But those two songs, I love. And, and I, I didn't love. love I, I always like when the night comes down. I didn't love it, but I love it now. But I didn't like Turbo Lover at all. I'm like, this is so. But at the time, my friends and I, we'd have these battles. I was a maiden guy. They were they like priests, and we'd argue. I'm like, are you yep. kidding me? You know. And then Turbo, it's like an ice cream cone. What the yeah, fuck? You know? yeah. Dude, no, I, that I didn't really. I, I I appreciate it more now. But that's the same thing with the album Ram It Down. I love the song Ram It Down. Okay, but that's it. That's it for me. It's yeah, down. The, yeah, the rest of the album, you. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, but that, but the song and the song "Ram It Down." When you see that live, it's heavy. But and yeah. then that comes back to how great you know for me, like because now I'm in college at the time. Painkiller comes out. I get the album. Couldn't believe what Scott Travis did to that band. Right. I mean that. that I mean. Holy, I painkiller. Pain you know, we talk about five best albums. Like, I love painkiller. I love painkiller too. And it, I mean, it brought them to, it, you know, it was a heavier album. It, yeah, to, uh, you know, it brought them back. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, great. And then, you know, and you got, you have Nightcrawler on there. And then you got, you know, Touch of Evil, obviously, All Guns Blazing. I mean, yeah, just so good. And the song Painkiller. Hammer and the Anvil. I mean, so freaking good, you know. The Hammer and Anvil is on my list too, because that's, that's really awesome. yeah, I love that's that. Awesome. I love wow. that song. I love that's that. That's awesome. I like, the, I like the heavier stuff. I mean, that's the only that's the one thing that I'll say about the Jugulator, which there's some songs I don't like. The but like Back to Hell, which they played live, which I don't know why they played. Of all the songs, they decided to play that one, but because that's not one of my favorite songs in the album. But I love the song Jugulator, but they didn't play that live because it's heavy. It's weird. How do you not play Jugulator on the Jugulator? Tour? Right. And I'll you know what? Ozzy, Ozzy did the same thing. He didn't play Ultimate Sin on the Ultimate Sin tour back no. then. I'm like, what the fuck are you thinking, Ozzy? How do you do that? You know? I know. I'm still mad at Ozzy for that, by the way. <laughs> you know, crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they I don't know what they were thinking. Like, well, the, I mean, I get that they, they did the Jugulator tour and they only did like two songs off the album. Right. And, you know, obviously most people. Didn't but you have to you kind of have, have to. But I was like, really? the, like fans, the fans don't want to hear that. Right. And I was like, um, you didn't but you didn't pick the two best songs on the album. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear you. you know, nobody asks me about the set list. I wish they would, because I'd like to make some set lists for some people. <laughs> it's a, like me and um my. One of my, you know, my maiden buddy that I met from Scotland, which you will meet soon because he's one of the greatest you know, human beings I've ever met. Um, we talk about set lists all the time, about maiden set lists. And then you got to understand maiden. And then, you you know, you know, you know maiden, you're like, listen, they're not going to, they're not going to play the duelists. <laughs> I'm sorry. I buddy. know. I know. You might like it. They're not going to do it. You know, um, you, know you just got to also like have a little logic. Right, right. I like, mean, you know, with a band like Iron Maiden, you're always, you know, there's some songs you're always going to get, you know what I mean? And then, I mean, they're never going to play, I don't think they're ever going to play Rhyme live again. Which, you know what? And, and again, I love it. It's one of my favorite Maiden songs of all time. They shouldn't. They shouldn't have to play it again, to be honest with you, you know? Well, the, the problem with it is it, it I mean, it, it's such a long song. It takes up a lot of space. And the other problem with that song is that, for your casual fan, it's 
it doesn't work for them. They don't, they get bored, you know? Yeah. So even I remember, I remember even when I, when I, when we saw the, um, when we saw the, um, the tour, the world slavery tour, people were like going to the bathroom or something, you know, people were like going to check out the merch table because it was just yeah. too long and it just was too epic for them. They just couldn't, if you're, if they're, if you're not like, you know, yeah, a major maiden fan, you're just kind of like, oh, I'm over it. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, I I would never understand that well, logic, I don't, but, but I, don't, but I, I mean, I don't I don't ever leave yeah. a maiden show, ever. The place could be on fire, and I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, um, and I and I tell people that, like, you know, I was when I went to see um, the Legacy um, tour in Philly, I went by myself, and I and actually was had a seat seat, and I was, um, but I was pr- like center stage it was actually a really good seat anyway i was talking to the guy next to me and i said i'm gonna tell you something right now i get up for doctor doctor and i don't sit down i'm telling you right now i'm gonna be jumping around i'm gonna be singing i'm just letting you know <laughs> it's just like, it. all right <laughs> i say the same it's so funny how i'm like, just warning kindred, you how we're kindred spirits and so many different things the first time i ever did that it's 2005 i draw no i fly to buffalo and i and i um I rent a car in Buffalo and I drive to Toronto. So to go see it at the Molson Amphitheater, which I don't even know if it's, if it's still there. It was Mastodon and Maiden. They, they did a couple of shows when they were doing the OzFest. They did like four or five. Oh, right, shows. right. So I go to Toronto to see that show. Now I am out of my mind, not, not drunk or anything, just so excited. Cause, cause now they're playing, you know, what they're playing, they're playing all the old stuff, you know, four right. albums down the first four right. albums. So, now, now I'm again a little guy, five three, you know, five two, and I look at these guys to the next to me, and I go with the guy behind me. And say, listen, excuse me, I gotta tell you, I took a plane to get here, I rented a car to get here, I'm gonna be standing on this seat, and I'm gonna be going crazy. So, I would love for you to come on my in my aisle, and we'll hang out, we'll go crazy together. But I, I don't mean to be disrespecting the guys. Like, yo, man, go for it, go for it, go for it. And I had the greatest time. But yeah, it was the same thing because I was like. I was not going to be denied this maiden opportunity to see freaking another life. And, um, you know, remember tomorrow and shit that I'm never going to see the rest of my life. You know, that was 2005 in Toronto. You know, they did, you know, I did the, I did, you know, a couple of Oscar shows, but this was the whole show, you know? So I was like, ah, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. You know, I just, I'm like, I'm like that at every show, not just Iron Maiden, but when it's Iron Maiden, I'm like, and you know, I and I have like a whole like a like a ritual sort of thing, you know. Like I don't drink, like I'll drink beers, but like before the show. But then like I I stop drinking beer in enough time so that you know yeah, the bathroom so. before the show, and then I'm not at, I'm not going to have a beer. I don't having a beer during the show, whatever. I'm I'm at the show, and I don't yeah, fucking around so. my phone and all this crazy shit. I don't do that. Yeah. I just yep. you know. I'm like, I'm rocking out. Same same here. Same here. here. Out. And I tell everybody that. And they're just, okay. Yep. (laughs) That's funny. All right. So back to Priest. We always get, we're always going to divert back to me. I know. See, see, uh, I told everybody that's how it was. All right. So we got our songs. I do have to tell you about, I don't know. I don't remember if it's the second. I know it can't be the second time because I definitely. The second time, now the first time I saw him was Unleashed, um, was um, Screaming for Vengeance. And then I don't see him again until Defenders. I saw him at the Coliseum. 
and I don't remember who opened up, maybe a, like a docking or something opened up. Then they came around again and did this, the garden show with Accept. Mm-hmm. Uh, Accept had the Russian roulette. And I was at that show. And, uh, and again, like, you know, when, you know, I for, kind of forgot about it until you brought me up. Like, oh, so we'll talk about some pre-shows. I was at the show where they ripped up every cushion in the garden and threw it up on the garden stage. Is that, that's the one where they got bad for life? And, yeah. That, right. And I'll never forget. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Me, me and my friend, John, my, my John Taddeo, we're hanging out and, you know, and, you know, we, we went there, we saw except Udo, they had the Russian outfits, his Russian roulette toy. We were all pumped up. And then like towards, towards, the end, towards the end of the show, they start freaking throwing the, the, the cushions. Now it's cushions are everywhere. It was like, holy crap. So we rip up our cushions, we throw it. Place is going bonkers. And and, and Half is just standing there with the microphone, like, holy shit, you know? Then I, my, my buddy John takes the garbage can. We, we were like the first level above the floor, takes it, doesn't throw it on anybody, you know, make sure it was there, takes the garbage, throws it. People, now people are throwing garbage cans onto the floor. I mean, it was. Now, why, why was this? I mean, why did everybody. No idea. Like, you know, they, they, it wasn't like you know, like they, they had stopped the show in the middle of the show or, you know, you know they, or, they did absolutely nothing to provoke it. It was just, I guess someone ripped a seat, was so excited, threw it like a Frisbee. Then someone's like, threw a Frisbee, threw it. And then it, it went from three or four to thousands. I mean, you could, he comes in hell bent for leather with the motorcycle. And then, you know, he left it on stage for the next two songs. Yeah. Right. And you, you couldn't see it. You couldn't see the motorcycle. The Metallion was like, you know, fucking cushions on on his horn and shit. Oh my I mean, god! Was, I mean, it was the stage was crazy, and I and we were like, "What the?" I mean, so that was a great pre-show, you know. And then, you know, I've seen him many, many times. You know, I'm, you know, I guess probably close to you know fifteen twenty. But my 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 third favorite pre-show was when they came out for Ozfest and how they came back. That was cool. I only saw it once. It was at Jones Beach. You know, and then he and it was raining. You know, they had the fake like fabric flames. You know, here in Boston. but it yeah. was so great, man. I remember just yeah. seeing how the back with Priest and you're like, you know, all is right with the world. You know, that's right. Bruce, back, Bruce is back. Bruce is back. Halford's back. Yep. You know, freaking grunge is dead. <laughs> you know, like all is well, all is good with the world. All is right part. with the world. Yeah, now if you just you know? get rid of this virus, we'd be all set. <laughs> hundred percent, man. How many shows are we missing? Jesus. I, know. I had a I crazy know. summer planned with these shows. I was going you to know. Australia and New Zealand. Yeah. That's awesome, man. You know, but I do, I, I have tickets to go to Barcelona and Lisbon, Portugal for, for Maiden. See, I didn't buy my tickets yet because I just, I'm like a nervous wreck. I'm just a nervous you know wreck. What? Yeah. I don't know in the country. Yeah. hundred percent. I have my, um, we got the tickets to the show and we got the hotels. I didn't buy my airfare yet. So I'm like, wait, which I don't think I could buy it until June anyway, because mm-hmm. it's six months in advance. Right. Um, but I had what, like my Donington, I don't know how you did it, but what a pain in the ass that I had oh, trying to get that. So I was on, cause I bought, I even bought trip insurance. So I called up the insurance so I. and they, they wouldn't give me, oh, we don't, we don't cover epidemics. I said, oh yeah, motherfucker, this is a pandemic. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I'm thinking, yeah. I think I got, I think I'm one up in them. Sorry. So now I'm cursing at this poor, this poor person. I'm cursing at this person. Like, you know, like, you know, I'm telling, I got three kids. You know, what are you doing to me? I can't lose, you know, it was like $687 yeah, yeah. or something. I'm like, I know. I'm like, I, you, you screw. So then I went around them and I wound up calling the airline 
And they were like, oh, we'll just give you credit. So I was like, oh, okay. You know, I was ready to like World War Three, yeah. and they were very nice. So I do have a credit, but I'm not, I'm not going to buy my airline tickets until I know something opens. You know? I, um, Australia was, Australia, New Zealand was great. Air New Zealand, call them, they were all set. Every, they, they, gave, they, they didn't even give me a credit. They refunded my money. I had done travel wow. insurance. They refunded me. Refund, and everything I had paid for everything, everything. And because, because I'm the maiden fan club member, I'm the one who got the tickets for both Tasha and I. Oh, you did so, it through the fan club. I did my, I got the ticket for Australia and New Zealand through the, through, through, oh, wow. okay. through the fan club for the, on the, the, the fan club pre-sales. And I had the tickets for uh, the two shows in Melbourne, one in Sydney and the one in Auckland. Oh my God. Yeah. But we didn't, we hadn't, she was in charge of um, accommodations and she was working on that when she hit the fan. But um, the the airfare, they were great. They were like, oh, you have travel insurance, no problem. I'm like, because I was reading all about people were just getting credits and vouchers. And the thing was, is like, I can't get a voucher for, I don't know if I'll ever get back. You know what I mean? I can't. Yeah. It's it's not like it's down the street, you Mm -hmm. know? So they were super nice about it. They were super, super nice. And then. And that's an yeah. odd story because a lot of, a lot of people got hammered. hammered. No. And then Ticketmaster, boom, boom, boom. And then the only thing I had to wait for was um, Ticket Tech, which is New Zealand, out of, which is the Ticketmaster in New Zealand. They had to wait for the, they said they just needed to wait for the show to be officially canceled. They credited me. Not, no problem. Now, Donington, different story. Now we didn't have airfare yet. That was. Tasha was working on that. That was her job. But I had bought the tickets and I had got them through Fest tickets because remember when the tickets went on sale, her and I were in San Antonio for a maiden show, oddly enough. Okay. And um, and you messaged me about the about the that you had gotten the package. And I had tried was trying to do it on my phone in the in the um, in the hotel room, and I couldn't get the tickets. And so I had to wait till I got back. And when I got back. They were sold out. So we ended up having to go through Festix. That was a nightmare trying to get my money oh, wow. from those people. Um, now they're a secondary, secondary yeah, market. Yeah. And yeah. it was just like, it was, it was, I had, to, I had ended up, I ended up having to contact the British equivalent to the Better Business Bureau. Oh, Jesus. They kept saying, well, the show, Donington's going to happen next year. We're just going to, you know, you're going to have your tickets for next year. I said, listen, I live in the U.S., I don't know if I'm going to be able to get back there and, you know, for the, for the show, I can't make any, you know, I can't guarantee that, you know, and the other thing was, is that my niece who was supposed to get married in Canada last August had moved her wedding to June. So even if I had, if I still had these tickets, I really would have been screwed because she, she's actually getting married that weekend. Yeah. So, you know, I was just like, listen, this, this isn't right. I said, listen, I understand that, you know, this isn't, you know, this is put you guys in a, guys in a bad situation or whatever. I said, you know, nobody, nobody expected this, you know, this, yeah. you know, with my job, you know, every day the, 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 um, the rules change because we, you know, nobody's, we've never done this before. So the whole world, we don't really know what we're doing. We're all just flying by the seat yeah. of our pants, you know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. So like when, when they say, well, we don't cover epidemics, well, you know, there's nothing written about a pandemic because, you know, you didn't, now there probably will be, right? Yeah. Now, now they'll be including that, you know, now they'll, they'll, um, 
you know, they'll rewrite, you know, their rules and regulations and all that. But I mean, nobody knew. Yeah. Know? And so next year, I mean, I, you know, I was looking at the tickets and I'm just like, I just don't know what to do. I just, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about, oh, do I go ahead and, and get them? Yeah. And um, well, you know, well, well, made in like, they came out with like, you know, they canceled the shows, obviously, but then they came out with the, the summer for 2021. Right. And I'm like, there's no way they're going to play Donington. It's not in there. So I'm like, no, yeah. I, 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 I want my money back. I, I want mean, my money back. I'm going, yeah. I'm going there to see Iron Maiden. You know, that's my bucket. That's my number one bucket list my entire life, you know, was that's, going that's to see Iron Maiden. I didn't say them, hey, you know, um, the whole reason why I'm going is Maiden and they're not on, they're not even playing. You know, I didn't say that, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was the whole reason why I was, because actually my friend, a friend of mine was going to Hellfest and he was like, you should come to Hellfest. And the, the, oh, was that France? I think it was Judas, yeah, I think it was Judas Priest was on the bill for that, but the, actually there was a better, there was a better lineup. I thought a better lineup at Hell for Hellfest, but no Iron Maiden, no Maiden. So, yeah. you know, cause I don't, I mean, I will, I, I mean, it'd be cool to see Kiss. You know, um, you know, I've I've seen them, you know, before, but you no, know, you see them one last time or whatever. Yeah. I don't care about System of the Down. I was like, yeah, they're all right. You know, but you know what? We were, I was thinking the because Sunday System was playing, so I was like, all right, if if System's playing and no other bands are playing, let because we had tickets to go to to see them on the Tuesday in um in Ireland. In Ireland, yeah, you Us, know? yeah, so we, we were going to do that, that too. Well. So we were like, um listen, let's just get out of London and just go to hang out two days in Ireland because it was on a Tuesday. Right. But then like, I think it was like Kill Switch and there was a whole bunch of really good bands yeah. on that Sunday as well. So it was like, it was oh, just, it was just like, they uh, got me. yeah, they got me to stay on system Sunday. Was, system was like the, just the last, just the last, I think it was the last band, the headlining band. Yeah. yeah. They were headlining. Yeah. Yeah. Sunday. Yeah. But there were so many other good bands. I was like, oh man, maybe Disturbed, I think was that night. I think Sunday night. Yeah. Yeah. But. So, and I love Kill Switch. I know they're from your hometown. Yeah, I love yep, Kill Switch. Yep. Yeah, I do. Well, I, and I love both, man. I love I love um, Howard and I love Jesse, man. I love both. I love both, them both too. Yeah. Both versions of that band. And another band that you and I very, I don't know if we ever talked, I don't think we ever talked about this, Clutch. We both oh love Clutch. Oh my God. I yeah. love you some Clutch. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a late Clutch bloomer. I'm not even going to lie, man. I saw them open up for, I guess it was Lamb of God. They Lamb of God. They've opened for Mastodon. They've opened and for Slayer. They were so good. Yeah, they are. They're so. Good. I mean, I was blown away. It was like right when Psychic Warfare came out, and I mean, I was just and I was right in the front row, and you know, he's my size, which is cool, and and we and we start, and I'm like, holy shit, I loved him. I was like, this guy is great. I went out for like so the, the last four albums. I loved oh, everything. Yeah. About Earth Rocker is my favorite album. I love that album. And I tell you, I'm so my, my wife hates me. And, uh, you know, I walk around the house like, yeah, vamanos, vamanos. <laughs> and she's like, really, 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 jackass. I'm like, yep, you know, but my it's father good. Was black. My mother was Decker. My mother was black. My father was Decker. <laughs> but so, so let's see. We we talked about priest, you know, you know, our, our concerts, and let's see what else we got. Um, did you read the KK Downing book? Um, I haven't read that either. I read the KK I, book. I haven't read it that. Pretty, it's called Heavy Duty. Pretty yeah. good. It kind of like you know he he really rags on on Tipton a lot and yeah. you know, you can tell I heard that a lot, I of, a lot like... of animosity, a lot of jealousy. I didn't really like. 
I, I, it kind of like got me turned off after a while. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. Yeah. Um, that that kind of stuff. I mean, a lot of people were upset with Bruce's book because they felt like he didn't get personal enough. But I liked the fact that he didn't get. You know, I mean, he wasn't like you know talking about you know. But I, I you know, what with, with Bruce's book, um, again, I, I, I'm with everybody else. Like, I mean, he touched the surf. Like, he even scratched it with like a you know, oh, yeah. like razor blade. And then, yeah, I just wanted to elaborate like a couple of more things. Tell me a story. He was, well, I was great. To I, more about I like the, the music, like the music and stuff about, you know, yeah. putting the albums together, like more of that kind of stuff. I don't really care who he's married to and all that other. Yeah, stuff. no, I don't care about stuff. stuff. I just like more stories with the band. But, but yeah, I wanted to hear more about about, you know, um, the making of the albums or the Halford book is, is good. Or, you know, the Halford book is stuff. packed with that. Yeah. Did you yeah, ever read um, Paul Diano's book? I haven't read his book either. Paul Diano's you know, book. I, I don't have time to do it. It's like, yeah. Trying to, yeah, I'm, I'm trying reading. to read it. We, we I, you know whose book I did read a few years back is I read um, Glenn Hughes's book, which was Oh, really I didn't good. read that one. Okay. Wow. The, the fact that that guy is still alive is pretty amazing. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. So many of these guys. And, and, uh, and Eddie Van Halen book, died. Did you read that How one? How did Eddie Van Halen die? Jesus Christ. Fucking we're brutal, man. Brutal. I know, 2020. It's like, all right, already. Between my Hall of Fame baseball players and fucking Eddie Van Halen. What's dying, going on? Dying. Baseball players dropping oh, left and right. Jesus. Yeah. Horrible. Joe Morgan just passed. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a Met fan and a Red fan. So I got, you know, Tom Seaver dies, you know, the, the ultimate New yep. York Met. And then you get yep. Joe Morgan, the catalyst at a big red machine. You know, it is what it is. But no. then Bob Gibson, you know. Yeah. yeah. It just, it's just rock, man. Terrible. Mighty Ford. Terrible. Just wow. It's just, yeah, it's just been like yeah. nonstop, nonstop. But you know, the thing about the thing about Eddie Van Halen passing is that, you know, you'd heard rumors that he was sick. Yeah. And you know, some people are like, well, you know, he didn't say anything. It's like, why does he have to? You know, some people, nah. that's how they, you know, like Frankie Benali was all over everywhere. You know, he was sick. Yeah. He told everybody, you know, I'm sick and this is what I got and, you know, whatever. And, but he's, you know, a different personality. You know, Eddie just maybe wanted to keep it low key. You know, I have a friend that passed yeah. away from cancer and it was the same thing. Like when he passed away, people were like, well, I didn't know he was sick. It was like, he didn't want anybody to know. Yeah. There's so a certain dignity you like want, that. you know, you're losing, you, you know, you're dying and then you want dignity. You want to have, right. you don't want, you know. Right. right. I get it. I, I'll never be upset how people want to, you know, I mean, it's it just, I'm just going to remember them for what, why they were so great. And right. Right, and but right. you know you get a guy like Eddie Van Halen, you kind of take him for granted. You know he was so great when you were younger, and we were so young we didn't appreciate his greatness. No, we didn't. And then, then like you learn a little bit more, you appreciate it. But then at the same time you appreciate his greatness. Then freaking Randy Rhodes comes along. You're like, well, here's another guy that I got to appreciate as well. But now it's like, man. Did you see? Have you seen Randy? I saw Randy Rhodes once. I never saw him. I was a couple of months away from seeing yep. him, and I got I got Brad Gillis when I yeah doing the Man Man tour, and um. Yeah, I mean, the same thing. I mean, I, I didn't go to like a lot of the like, I didn't go to the reunion, the reu reunion show, you know, I, you know, you just kind of like, ah, you know, whatever I've seen him, you know, and now I wish I had. No, I, I, you know what, when you, when I see live videos of David Lee Roth. Well, David Lee Roth. I I'm, Lee Roth. I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad I didn't see it. Yeah, I'm I never, went, I didn't, you know, back in the early days, you know, the first time I saw them was Diver Down Tour and you know, and Dave was great. You know, he was he's he was energetic. He was all over the stage. He was a showman. 
but his voice always sucked. Yeah. It always sucked. But when you're younger, you don't know, you don't know. Right. You don't like care. That. But I mean, so I, I remember, I remember thinking, I, Dave, I never got, I never went there to see, to see, uh, yeah. to see him. I never went. No, David Lee Roth comes out with the Jack Daniels. Look at all the people here tonight. And you're like, yeah, you know. Yeah. He does that now. I'm like, shut the fuck up, man. Oh, you, yeah. You, you well, know, ain't to, ain't talking about love has like nine words and you screwed up seven yeah. of them. Like I'm like, come, I mean, come on. Now. Yeah, yeah. Like you know? I didn't. He played um, with Kiss here in New Hampshire. My a friend of mine went. And he's just like, you want? I was like, nah. You know, I kind of got no interest in that. I got to tell you, I kind of, yeah. I kind of don't. I kind of don't really need to need to do that but then you know that's what they, people were saying about um that live album was a different kind of truth was people were like oh you know it sucks everything is like well it's live you want something really live that's yeah. they, didn't, they didn't fix his voice it's that's it really live yeah you know? so you can't complain about you know mm-hmm. it's alive or unleashed or anything else <clears throat> you know you can't have it both ways this is it live yeah. this is how he sounds live yeah you know, were you going to the Motley Crew? Um, no, tour? I wasn't either. I'm not really. Nope. I mean, I would have went if someone offered me a free ticket. I yeah. would have went and hang out. But yeah. no, I'm not. A, I'm not a big Def Leppard guy. I think the first two Le- Def Leppard albums, the first, are, two, are, first and, two, and I like Pyromania. I'm not I like lie, Pyromania. Like Pyromania. And then after that, it just. But after that, terrible. And it just feels, and the thing about them is they just continue to kind of like every album. They keep going further and further downhill. Like everyone, the next album is worse than the last album and, and on down the line, you know? Um, you there's know, a couple I, I of think... songs off of, you know, um, Hysteria and then, you know, a couple of songs off Adrenalize and then yeah. that was it. Then, then... I mean, I, I think High and Dry is one of the best sophomore albums that any band has ever put out. On Through the Night yeah. and High and Dry are the, are yeah. unbelievable albums. I, I mean, as much, and I hear where I'm a great mate, you know, big Maiden fan. I mean, it's on a par with Killers. I think High and Dry as a sophomore album I agree. is just as good as Killers. And I, I, and I love Killers, you know? I, so much I agree with you 100%. You know, I agree with you 100%. As a sophomore 100%. album. And um, you know what else? Another sophomore album that I think is great, you know, maybe not everybody else, is Slave to the Grind, you know? I, I think love, listen. I those was, are my three favorite I, sophomore albums. I was you know? thrilled I think that they took the direction. how great that, that album is. I was thrilled that they took that direction. They were like... Yeah totally different band and it just it totally worked and, yeah i agree you know man. especially bach has a great voice anyway you know or he did anyway and that album still holds up a lot of bands you know it's, it's weird like some bands like that we loved you listen to them now uh, yeah they you know age particularly well you know you listen to too fast for love now you're like all right i get oh. it that's it's still good but it's really oh. not good but that's the thing about motley Crue is i think that they don't they didn't age particularly well i mean um you know, Shut of the Devil. I liked it when it came out. Now it's yeah. like, mm, maybe I'm just too old for it. I don't know. Yeah, me too. I, I agree the same exact way. I like, <laughs> I get it. But then again, I'm like, if I'm going to, you know, if I'm going to put an album from that, I'm going to throw Heaven and Hell on. You know, <laughs> you know, I'm going to put Heaven and Hell on all my yeah. rules over, over that. You know, like, why would I want to? Yeah, no, I can think of a million albums yeah. I'd rather listen to you know. than that, you know, but yeah, I just, one of my best friends is a big Motley Crue fan. You know, he, his son is Vince. His his daughter is Nikki Lee. I mean, he he's a big oh Motley God. Crue guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, and That's um, crazy. And, and we, yeah, he he gets it. You know, too. He, he's not like an idiot. He's like, yeah, I get it. You know, you but, know speaking of somebody it, who can't know? really sing is Vince Neil. You know, I mean, oh, never. Could. And again, it was the same thing when you went in the eighties. It was a totally different. You you kind of you didn't go for his voice. You just went for the spectacle of it all and. You know, we, we talked about earlier about Iron Maiden. We'll have a couple of drinks beforehand, but then we're good. 
Like Molly Crew, you drinking the whole night. Oh yeah, because who cares? <laughs> you, know? you know, whatever. You know, yeah, like, like, all right, what, are, yeah. what am I going to miss? I'll, I'll, if I have to run to the bathroom, I'll run to the bathroom. If I have to, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And a lot of times with Motley Crew, the show was like just the people watching was so amazing. I mean, yeah. I, I would, I've just, I've said this to people before. You could honestly stand in the ladies' room the whole show, and it'd be worth the price of admission. <laughs> Watch. Well, I've never been in, in the ladies' room. I, I'm I telling you, there. I'm telling you, it is worth the price of admission. That's funny. Yeah. All right, my friend. I think we should wrap this up. All right, I could we talk, can talk forever day, and ever and ever Absolutely. and ever. Whatever you want to bring up. So, any other last Judas Priest? We supposed to talk about Priest? Any points? Anything you want to talk? <laughs> we, we we nailed it all. I don't, we I, nailed I don't it. So, listen. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that the bottom line is is that they were a kick-ass band. And everybody should go back and listen to them. And if they want to, they can email me their stories. Maybe they want to tell me about a really great experience that they had with Ripper Owens. Or maybe they want to tell me that they were also ripping up cushions with you. <laughs> but <laughs> can can I tell one? Can I tell one more pre-story? Sure. I'm sorry about this. Sure, go ahead. Right um, I gotta say, and I gotta give major props to Richie Faulkner. You know, KK oh, retires. I think without Richie Faulkner getting in that band to infuse energy into that band, they, they we wouldn't be talking about Judas Priest right no, now. No, so they'd be done. Richie Faulkner, it was the perfect. You know, he's like the Brian Johnson of Judas Priest. I mean, they would not be anywhere if they didn't if they got anybody else but Richie Faulkner. So I really want to give major props no, to him. I, I agree with you 100. percent He gave you know, him a shot in the arm. He totally gave him a shot in the arm. Yeah. 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 Because you, you look, you know, you always, you know, you tipped in and KK, tipped in and KK. And then this guy comes along and again in an impossible situation. People are, you know, like right. I, my, my buddies are stuck. I'm not going to see it. You yeah, know, if I you don't have KK, out. I'm like, yeah. all right, I get it, no, man. I'm but not you, going, you're yeah. missing out. Same thing. You're missing out, bro. You know, like, you know. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. No KK. Yeah. I'm not going. It's like, all right, well, stay home then. But I want to say I, 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 you know, I love KK. Richie Faulkner is the perfect guy to be in that band, man. I, I think that guy is. And I met, I met him once. It was great. I'm not going to go into that, but holy crap, they are, they are great. What do you think? What do you think him. about KK putting his own little band together with, uh, with uh, Ripper? I, I think it'd be great. Why not? Let's go. More music, man. It's um, as long as he's not out there talking shit, you know, about about you know, the band. I mean, yeah, he's going yeah. doing his own thing. God bless him, man. I, I would, I would, I would get, take, pay money to see yeah, it. I mean, I'm I, sure that they, you know, they play you know. clubs and stuff like that. I think it would be a yeah. fun, it'd be a, it would definitely be a fun night. Yeah, absolutely. Them out. And they could do some covers, you know, cause Ripper could sing anything. Right. You know, right. Yeah. but yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't be, you know, a jerk about it. I'm like, yeah, let's go. I'm going to see KK tonight. You know, it'd be perfect. You know, yeah. just another, Actually, just another I night. mean, the idea of seeing KK in a, in a small club would be, you know, it's, that's like seeing Steve Harris at a small club, you know? Which was my last concert, by the way, British Lion. Oh, you know, they didn't come yeah. up here. And then um, they they were, we were going to go see them in Canada. And then I don't remember why we didn't go, but we ended mm -hmm. up going. Oh, I know why. Because it was like around Thanksgiving time and I can't with work. I can't get. Oh, yeah, that's tough. That's busy. I can't get. Uh, yeah, I can't. That's, that's like blackout dates for me. Because I was also, that was around the same time, I think. I think that was the same time that um, Bruce did his book tour and he was in Toronto, but I couldn't get the time off. Did you go to the book tour in New York? 
Yeah, he actually did one right in Long Island, which yeah. was perfect. Yeah, my buddy went to one in the city, which I would have went to if I didn't go to the Long Island one, but it was right here. So it yeah. was actually really, it was really good. Yeah, went with my yeah. son. He actually answered my question. Um, I wrote something about um, Empire of the Clouds. You know, would you ever do Empire of the Clouds in a separate setting and something like that? But, which I, again, talk about um, Romney and H. Mallory before. I think Empire of the Clouds is just a brilliant yeah. masterpiece. I, too. I would love Master. to see them do that. They would like do with an orchestra or something. I think yeah. that'd be really. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. I guess I think it's a masterpiece. You know, the I way wish. the music tells the story. It's just, I try to explain people and they look at me like I just, you know, took mushrooms. I'm like, they're like, really? That's what you're hearing? I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm hearing. You know, yeah. but they don't you're know. A, a great story. Um, yeah. You know, uh, behind the backdrop, you know, has great music and, and you know, and it gets people uh, going to look it up, you know, to, to, you know, yeah, I did. See, well, see I did. just about. like I did with Passchendaele, looked up Passchendaele, yep. you know, yep. um, what's the other one? And uh, even Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, Mont, you know, Saint Saint Yon, yeah. yeah, I got the book upstairs. Yep. yep. Yeah. <laughs> you, know. you know, yeah, they did teach you stuff. <laughs> can learn, can learn stuff. from you got uh, it. Yeah, you can learn stuff from metal. So you should listen to metal. All right. So we're going to wrap this up. So anybody that wants Absolutely. to get in touch with me can do so at, I'm on Twitter at Metal Chat Pod, M E T A L C H A T P O D. Or you can email me at Metal Melissa Podcast at gmail.com, M E T A L M E L I S S A P O D C A S T at gmail.com. And that's it. That's all I have. So, episode one, finally, people have been waiting a long time, is finally done. I cannot thank you enough, Ralph. You are so awesome. And I'm well, going mean, to have a great time, man. This I'm going to have you talk. back on. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be well, awesome. I'll come back anytime. Until people are sick of me, I'll, I'll talk to you anytime about all music, right. Melissa. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll think of some, some, other, uh, some other band that we can talk about before we start talking about Iron Maiden because it right. always goes back to them. <laughs> and please give my regards to Tasha, man. We I love will her do as that. well. I will she, do she's that. She's such thank a great person. so, so much. Yeah. I thank you so much. My pleasure. Absolutely my pleasure. All right. Keep in touch, my friend. <laughs>